The third lesson, the prophet proclaims that the light has come, Isaiah 60, 1 to 5. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Look, darkness is covering the whole earth, and thick darkness is over all the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All will assemble and come to you. Your sons will return from afar. Your daughters are carried on the hip. And then you will look and you will be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell for joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. And to you, the riches of the nations will come. This is God's word. I may have stretched the truth slightly before. You get a short message rather than a song after this lesson. In the Bible, light is always God's thing. He creates it. He leads his people with it. And then he shares it with us. At the very beginning of the scriptures, God creates light. When there was nothing, nothing at all except God, at that moment when, bang, the universe went from nothing to fullness, when the universe went from utter emptiness to the beginning of everything, God spoke these simple words, let there be light. Ask any physicist, those five words are a pretty amazing description of how we think the material universe came into being. God not only makes the light, he leads with the light. Eons later, when God freed his people after 400 years of slavery in Egypt, he led his people through the waters of the Red Sea and then guided them by day with a shining pillar of cloud and led them by night with a burning pillar of fire. And when the light stopped, the people stopped. When the light went, the people went. God's people had very simple orders. Just stay in the light. Follow the light. One step at a time. It maybe is not quite that simple. The orders still hold true for us today. It might not be quite so simple. There's not usually a bouncing ball of light right in front of us showing us the next step of the way. But as we pay attention to the whisper of the Holy Spirit in our inner being, and as we pay attention to the word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, we are still led by the shining light of God. God makes the light, God leads with the light, and then God shares, he spills the light out into the lives of his people. In Isaiah 60, this becomes clear, that God desires to share his light, especially in the darkest of times. in our own human way. We try to do this in these wintry months when daylight is in short supply. It always makes me a little happy in mid-November when the hospital starts tying Christmas lights on the trees that have been stripped by their leaves. Our friends at Park Place next door do the same. On December 1, the lights come on just as the daylight hours get really, really short. This is the time of year that we bring trees into our home 
fill them with lights where we run extension cords all over our eaves and roof lines. And we do the same at church. It's only going to get a little better and brighter here in the next couple of weeks. But it is not just that we experience darkness on these short days with our eyes. It is that we experience the deeper darkness in our minds and in our hearts and in our spirits. And most of us probably know a little more of this darkness at the end of 2020 than we did at the beginning of 2020. God's Old Testament people understood this too. Every year, during the Feast of Sukkot, when they built these temporary shelters just outside of Jerusalem, the Israelites would light up the Jerusalem temple, well, like a Christmas tree. They would build huge pillars just outside the temple and have huge basins of oils at various parts of these pillars, like giant candelabra. They would light them in the night, and the hilltop temple would shine like a lighthouse for all the temporary shelters below the city of Jerusalem to look up and see the light of God. The Talmud, ancient Jewish writing, says this, The person who has never seen the lights of Jerusalem at Sukkot has never seen joy in their entire life. I mean, a New Yorker might say that about Times Square in December, right? (laughs) The reason behind the temple light was not just fun and frivolity and to make the short days a little brighter. It was to remind God's people that just like these shelters were temporary and that he would bring them into a promised land, that darkness itself is a temporary and fleeting thing and that the light of God indeed would pierce and break and overcome whatever darkness may come their way. Maybe that's why we light all these Christmas lights after all. Do we really need the bright light of another celebrity right now? We need the light of Christ. So much as we might like it, do we really need the sun to be like it is in mid-July, high in the midsummer sky? We need the Son of God. We don't really need imitation plastic lights, electric lights hanging everywhere. We need what they symbolize. We need Emmanuel, God with us, the light of the world. The promise is that God has sent that light to come into our darkness and break its power. John 1 says, the light comes to the darkness and the darkness has not understood it. The light of Christ, true light, true love always pushes out the darkness. Wouldn't it be terrifying if it worked the other way, if when the sun went down at night, the darkness was so powerful that it would suffocate and drown even all of our electric lights and candles? What a horrible thought that is, right? Light works exactly the opposite. It can be pitch dark, and all you need is to crack a door with a light shining in the other room, and just that little bit of light shining through a door crack is enough to visibly get around the room and show you your way again. Whatever your darkness is today, friends, and there is more than enough trouble to go around, God promises that the light of Christ is indeed going to shine over and cover, pierce, and break that darkness. You can invite us to observe just a moment of silence. And if you can bring to mind something that is especially dark or difficult in your own life and times, 
in the life and times of a friend or coworker or family member. Invite and imagine the light of Christ covering and piercing and overcoming even that darkness. Oh God, shine your light into all of these dark corners. Church, God alone can speak the words, let there be light, and something happens. Light enough to lead us, light enough to guide us, light enough to fill us, light enough even to reflect and share. Arise, church, and shine, for your light has come. Amen. Let's hear more of the good news.